When we uncovered their communication patterns related to their feeling of disconnection, what we found was that they didn't feel disconnected because they were having conflicts or because they were fighting. No. In fact, from the outside, their marriage looked very harmonious and amicable. As our sessions went on, they realized they both felt that their marriage had become transactional. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. This is part four of the Communicating Feeling series. This is the longest podcast series I've ever done because there's so much to consider when it comes to talking about our emotions. And before we dive in today's topic, I just want to give you a little synopsis of what we've covered so far, and I want to do that for two reasons. First, if you haven't listened to the other episodes of this series, well, now you know they're there and you can go listen to them. And secondly, if you've been following the podcast series, then this will be a little refresher for you. And refreshers are always useful. Okay, so let me give you a synopsis. In part one, episode 55, we talked about feelings as your internal communication system. In part two, episode 56, I shared four reasons why feelings are difficult to communicate. In part three, episode 57, I talked about the most common reactions we communicate when we have uncomfortable feelings. Today, in part four, we'll talk about what happens when we don't communicate our feelings. So now that you've heard about the whole series, let's dive into today's episode. I'm going to start by telling you about a dear communication coaching client of mine. Let's call him Tony. Tony has been feeling lonely during these past two years. And like so many people, Tony lives by himself. His work became 100% remote. So he hasn't been in the physical presence of his co-workers for over two years. Tony was in a relationship in the past, but during the pandemic, Tony and his partner realized that their relationship didn't have much substance and they both decided to let the relationship go. So Tony devoted all his energy to working. He even got a promotion, and with that, he got more responsibilities. And in time, he found himself working longer hours, which, of course, meant staying at home most of the time. Like for so many people, isolation became a feature of Tony's daily life. In our communication coaching sessions, Tony's been working on his desire to reconnect with people he knows really care about him. In a recent session, Tony shared with me that he finally reached out to some friends and relatives. But when Tony was telling me this, he looked and he sounded disappointed. I asked him whether he felt connected to the people he talked to, and he said, kind of. And after a pause, he said, no, not really. 
So I asked him if he had a hunch about his not feeling connected to the people he reached out to. And he said, well, it's just that at the end of the conversation, people said things like, talk soon, or good to hear from you. Glad you reached out. Take care. I waited. And then he said, you know, Alejandra, nobody made plans with me. People didn't really ask me how they could help me or support me. As our session went on, Tony revealed what he talked about with the people he reached out to. He said he talked about his new position, that he talked about some of the Netflix series that he's watched during these past two years, that he talked about people they knew in common. And when I asked him if he shared about his feelings of loneliness or his desire for connection, he said, no, I didn't want to embarrass myself letting people know how I felt. Oh, I get it. Tony didn't share how he felt. And most likely, the people he talked to assumed he was doing well, that he was busy, that he was engaged with this new job or this new position. And so they were really unaware of his needs. One of the impacts of not talking about our feelings is that others don't really know what's going on with us. And if others don't know what's really going on with us, then they don't know if there's anything we need. And what's worse, others are likely to make assumptions about how we are and then act accordingly. So if you yourself are now aware that you're not communicating your feelings to others, especially if these others are the most important people in your life, then you're not letting others know about you, about your needs, and others are likely to make assumptions about you. Assumptions about your feelings, assumptions about your needs, assumptions that may be far away from your reality, like with my client, Tony. Now let's talk about another impact in our lives and relationships when we are not able to communicate our feelings. You know, every time I have a conversation with someone who is considering having me as their communication teacher or as their communication coach, I hear a variation of the same longing, which is wanting to have a meaningful sense of connection. And what I find is that the people who feel the most disconnected are the people who have the least access to their feelings. And as I shared in part one of this podcast series, it's extremely hard to communicate something we don't know much about. Years ago, I worked with a lovely couple who had gotten so disconnected from one another that they were wondering if they were going to make it past their seventh year of marriage. When we uncovered their communication patterns related to their feeling of disconnection, what we found was that they didn't feel disconnected because they were having conflicts or because they were fighting. No. In fact, from the outside, their marriage looked very harmonious and amicable. As our sessions went on, they realized they both felt that their marriage had become transactional. They realized they had stopped talking about their feelings like they used to during their first years together. During the previous years, they spent most of their time together planning, dividing tasks, and talking about their activities. Their relationship became superficial. 
and their marriage lost meaning. And this is one of the greatest impact of not communicating our feelings. Superficial and meaningless relationships. Because if you want to have intimacy, if you want to have a meaningful sense of connection with another human being, then you need to be able to invite the other person into your inner experience. And how do you do this? You do this by sharing about the emotional layer of your experience. You do this by talking about your feelings. This is how you let others in. And I want to make it clear that if we want to have a meaningful sense of connection with others, I'm not suggesting that all we need to talk about is our feelings. No. What I'm suggesting here is that we need to include our feelings when we talk about our day, about our experiences, about our plans, about our activities. Because the longer the relationship with someone, the more experiences, the more plans, the more activities you will share. But how you talk about them makes a world of difference in terms of the kind of relationship you will have. If you want to have a true sense of connection, if you want to have a meaningful relationship with the other person you're talking to, then you need to share how you felt about what you did that day or how it was for you when you were on vacation. So for example, if you had a meeting with your coworkers that day, also talk about how you felt about it. If you're sharing about your vacation, maybe you share about how you felt when you were at the airport or how it felt to be able to hug your grandmother again. Sharing about your inner life, communicating your feelings, this is what contributes to meaningful relationships. And there's another impact we need to talk about when we don't know how to communicate our feelings skillfully. When I'm talking about communicating feelings skillfully, I want to include a very important communication skill that very few people talk about. When I talk about communication, I'm not just talking about speaking. I'm also talking about listening. So part of what we do when we don't communicate our feelings is that we don't know how to listen to others when they tell us about their feelings. In my work with my communication coaching clients and students, I see this happens very frequently for many of my clients. And it usually happens with the people who are the closest to them, their spouses, their parents, their adult children, their family members. And when my clients talk to someone close to them who doesn't listen to their feelings, who doesn't know how to make space for their feelings, my clients tell me that they believe they don't matter to the other person. They say to me, Alejandra, what's the point of sharing about my life with this person? What's the point of letting them know how I feel if I don't matter to them? Because if I did, they would give me the space to be real with them. So if this is you, if when others talk to you about their feelings, you don't know how to make space for them and their inner experience, the impact will be that they will communicate their feelings to you less and less because they may believe that they don't matter to you and you will miss an opportunity to really know them. I hope by now you feel inspired to learn to communicate your feelings. And if you've been wondering how, well, check out next week's episode, the last part of the Communicating Feelings series. That will be episode 59. For now, 
let's recap the main points of what you've heard in this episode. Today, we talked about three big impacts our relationships have when we don't communicate our feelings. Number one, others don't know what we need or how to support us. Number two, our relationships lose meaning and become superficial. And number three, others feel disconnected from us. They even believe they don't matter to us and they share less and less of themselves with us. Now, before we say goodbye, I have a beautiful request from you. I would love to hear from you. When I hear from you, I feel grateful to know how what I'm sharing here in this podcast is landing with you. And I want to let you know that there are three ways in which you can share whatever you'd like to share with me. One, you can email me. And if you are in my mailing list, you have my email. Two, you can DM me on Instagram. If you follow me, you know that I'm at Language Alchemy. And three, you can rate the podcast in the platform you're using right now and write a comment about what this podcast is helping you accomplish in your communication, in your life, in your relationships. I feel delighted when I get an email from you and you let me know what you're learning from the podcast or that you've shared the podcast with a friend or a dear one. And I feel really excited when you rate the podcast in the platform you're using right now and leave a review, because when you do that, the podcast platform algorithm increases visibility of the podcast, and that helps more people have access to these tools. So will you be willing to either email me or DM me or leave a review here? I really hope to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to all my communication students who attended the Choosing True Connection course and learned to make space for other people's feelings without losing their cool, taking it personally, or giving up who they truly are. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao! Original music by Gary LaPoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.